0: You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 18. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you wanna make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up, coaches, or should I say buenos dias, coaches, because I am recording this episode live from Puerto Rico, where I am finishing up an amazing trip out here to celebrate a dear friend's bachelorette party, one of my closest friends that I met in middle school. She is now engaged and getting married in a few months, and I am officiating her wedding, which is such an honor. So she invited a few friends out to the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, and we had such a blast. So much fun, so many shenanigans. We rode on boats, we jumped off cliffs, we swam through the waterfalls, and we enjoyed lots of good food and good people while being out here, and lots of sunshine as well. I think I got the worst sunburn in my entire life, (laughs) but it has been an amazing trip. Nonetheless, and it is very much in alignment with one of my goals that I set out this year, which was to travel or take a vacation every single month for the year 2021. And I highly recommend it, by the way, if you are looking to design a coaching business that um, creates a life that you love. It has been so amazing and uh, just I'm super grateful to have had this experience here in Puerto Rico. So the reason, if you're wondering, why are you making an episode while you are on vacation? Well, technically my vacation should have been over by now, but my flight back to Seattle was canceled last minute. And I was put on a flight that is, um, that is leaving the next day. So I thought there's an opportunity here to produce this podcast on envy that I have been journaling and reflecting on for some time now and I'm really excited to to share it all with you. So I'm going to talk about envy. I'm going to break down what envy is, how to recognize it in yourself and other people, what to do about it because there is a useful way to utilize the energy of of envy. I'm going to cover that here. Now a lot of people don't want to admit that they have envy for other people in their life. So I'm going to explain why that is and the secret signs to recognize envy in yourself and in other people. So one of the things I want to celebrate before I get deep into this topic is a huge milestone that some of our coaches have made inside the academy. So we just recently gave a brand new podcast training course to all of our coaches. We just bonused it in to all the business development they already get because a few of our coaches were saying that they wanted to create their own podcasts and know how to not just the technical side of putting it together, but also how to make amazing content and then monetize it so they could attract clients from their podcast. So we had a whole bunch of coaches go through this brand new podcast training we gave and four of them already have their podcasts launched and distributed all across major podcasting platforms, which is amazing. And I want to give a shout out to one of those coaches. Her name is Annette. She is all the way out in the Netherlands her podcast has been growing like crazy. She just launched it and already has over 180 unique listeners, which is a huge accomplishment. And she sent us a lovely message. She said, I am so grateful for the podcast training and all the support along the way. I am so happy that I just went ahead and took the deep dive into putting myself out there. Big thanks for getting me there. And and I, would, I appreciate that, Annette. So thank you for the kind words. So her podcast is called Strong It's called Strong and Sensitive. And be sure to check it out if you consider yourself to be a highly sensitive person or an HSP and you're looking for some tools and resources to thrive. So big kudos to all of our coaches who are now creating podcasts and um, putting their voice and message out into the world. All right. So let's go back into this topic of envy. So whenever students join the academy and... They ask, how do I get my first client? How do I get started? Where's the first client? It's all the focus on the first client. One of the things I say at day one of the training is you are your first client. So you've already found your first client because you are your first client. What that means is that in order to become an amazing coach, it's important to recognize challenges in yourself that are unresolved and to coach yourself through those challenges. Because the more you can do that, the more you can shift your own energy and your emotions and your thoughts in order to allow you to create the life you want to have, the easier it's going to be for you to know exactly what to say and the approach to take with your own clients. So as I go through this episode on envy, I want you to to be open to recognizing little pockets of envy in your own consciousness that maybe have not been resolved yet. If you notice envy in yourself, it is absolutely okay and it is normal. Many people, have envy. And I don't want you to beat yourself up if you notice it, there, because there is an amazing lesson that you can get from envy that I'm excited to share with you here. I also made an an episode on how to handle boredom. So if you or your clients experience boredom or apathy in your life, and if you haven't listened to that already, I want to encourage you to make a note after this episode, right after this episode, go listen to the episode on coaching boredom because it is very similar in terms of recognizing how to address boredom and what we're going to talk about here, which is how to address envy. Okay. So let me define what I mean when I say envy, because a lot of people confuse the term envy with the term jealousy. So envy is when you want something that someone else has. Usually, it's associated with a desire that you have that someone else has already achieved or fulfilled. Okay, that is envy. Jealousy is when you are holding on to something that you already have and you're afraid to lose it. Okay, so jealousy is when you hold on to something you already have because you're afraid to to lose it. Typically, we think of jealousy in the context of relationships, but in this episode, I am only going to focus on envy, which is wanting what someone else has. Now, I consider envy to be a cloaked emotion. And when I say cloaked emotion, I mean it's an emotion that most people rarely admit to and are unaware of. It's cloaked, okay? Most of the time people have – like for example, if a client comes to you and they're they're saying that this person in their life is pushing their buttons over and over again – whenever they share their successes and they're wondering why that person is bragging so much, it really might be that the client is just experiencing envy that they need to work through. So it's cloaked. They don't usually recognize it at first because it's a bit harder to spot. So before I became a coach, I would hear about all these successful six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure coaches out there, and I would envy them hardcore. I thought they're just so lucky. They were They were born with the right connections. They got into the industry at the right time. And on top of the envy, I really had a lot of aggravation. (laughs) I was pissed. I was angry and aggravated that these coaches had a life that I so wanted. And all of that changed when I realized one thought. One thought changed it all for me. And the thought was simply, their life is available to me. The life that they live, it's all available to me, meaning their life is just as attainable for me as it is to them. And when I realized that that is true, all of these possibilities opened up for me. And I realized I had the opportunity right at that moment to start designing a life and a business that I loved. So instead of being envious of these coaches and putting so much energy envying them, I decided to be inspired by them and I let my inspiration for them guide me towards creating the life of my my dreams. I took action. I got training to be a coach. I launched my business and after running my coaching business for many years now, I have been able to design a life that I absolutely love living. Uh, I work when I want. I take vacations when I want and I still have the opportunity to make an amazing impact on people's lives. So now when I look back at all those coaches that I used to envy, I I look back at those coaches today, I look at them with gratitude and with appreciation because they sparked something in me. And when I when I noticed that spark, I took responsibility for that and honored what that spark was telling me and I'm so glad that I did. So If you are wondering whether or not you have some envy, I want you to look at your experience using social media. So when you're scrolling through whatever feeds that you scroll through on social media, do you ever think, oh, look at this person showing off their car, their money, their body? Do you ever have those thoughts? I want you to consider what if nobody is ever posting to show off and you're just the one viewing it with envy? just consider that. Or do you ever look at people's photos and you think, "Wow, I wish I had a little bit of what they had." Now, of course, when people post on social media, they're often posting the highlight reel of their of their life. But the experience of envy is still an important one for your own self-awareness. So maybe seeing someone in amazing shape or confidently posting their, themselves in their bathing suit or or people traveling around the world or staying in beautiful countries. Maybe you seeing photos of people embracing their significant others, sharing all these memories they have with their loved ones, right? Maybe when you see that and you feel some kind of discomfort with it, there could be some envy going on. So how you know that you're experiencing envy, here are the five signs to look for with within yourself and also perhaps with the behavior that your clients have. So the first sign is that when you hear about other people's successes, you don't feel happy for them. That's the first sign. So when you hear about other people succeeding, are you happy for them? Because if you don't feel happy for someone else when they achieve success and you get annoyed instead when other people receive praise, receive compliments and uh, just have success in their life, that might be a sign that there's envy there. Another sign is it's kind of like the flip of the first sign. So in, when people experience setbacks, you feel a little bit of happiness, even like secretly. That could be a sign that you have some envy. And listen, we all experience this at some point. So again, it's normal. There's no need to beat yourself up. It's just owning it. That's the first step in knowing what to do with it is owning it. So if you ever see people have challenges or hardships come up and you feel a little bit happy with that you might have some envy going on. Now, the third sign is you feel the need to diminish someone else's success or even twist their success into something negative. So if you ever feel like you need to like dim someone's light or diminish their success, then your discomfort with their success might show that you have some envy about it. The fourth sign is, this is an interesting one. So this is an interesting one I've noticed, is you attribute other people's successes to only external factors. Okay, so for example, you think, "Oh my gosh, well that person just looks the part. They just happen to have been born with the perfect genetics." Um so you attribute other people's success to external factors. It might also just be things outside of their control. And the thing about this is when you're when you're only attributing someone's success to external factors, you discredit their own intelligence and their own skills and their own talents. So you're just thinking that you know it's just because the stars aligned or they got lucky that they were able to have the success. but you don't take into the consideration of all the other things that went into it that they that they contributed to have the success they have. And then the final sign of envy is this this also is one that I've noticed is you romanticize someone else's life and assume that they haven't struggled as much, as they actually have. In other words, you think that their success was effortless. So you might scrutinize their luck or their privilege even when you benefit from different advantages that they've never been afforded, okay? Now, this is not about denying that there are privileges that people have. What it's about is seeing the full picture. So when you look at successful people... Are you really considering the courage and the discipline and the sacrifice that went into them bringing their dreams to fruition? Now, of course, there's some external factors that may have come into play, but are you seeing the full picture? Are you really considering all of the inner attributes that they brought to the table to bring their dreams to life? So those are the five signs of envy. So you might wonder, how do you overcome envy? What do you do? if you recognize this in yourself or with clients? Well, the first step, of course, is to notice it. Because you can either sit with envy, which is not going to take your life anywhere, right? If you just sit with envy, you just end up judging people and feeling miserable, right? So you can sit with it and do nothing, or you can realize that's available to me too. That's the thought that I had when I started to have envy for other coaches. You could just shift to thinking, what they have is available to me too. So when I had that thought, I felt determined rather than feeling resentful for other people. And when I felt determined, the actions that I started taking where I became happy for other people's success. I was grateful when I was able to witness other people's success and seeing them share it. And I also took bold steps forward in my own life. So when I started having those kinds of behaviors, the result I had from that was living a full life and, and really experiencing aliveness. Okay. So I want you to just think about that. If you have the thought that's available to me too, and you feel the determination from that thought, you will, you will start to take actions towards creating the life you want. And that will give you the full life that you're looking to have. It will allow you to feel alive in your life. So you might think, nah, no, it's not. I'm never going to be in that kind of shape never going to have that kind of relationship or that kind of money. But it's so important to challenge that way of thinking. Because if you decide ahead of time that you failed, then you failed. So you don't want to decide your failure ahead of time. Now, when I say the thought that's available to me, that doesn't mean having the same exact body or the same exact partner or the same exact salary as someone. What it means is sharing the joy The aliveness, the passion, and the love that you see other people have, all of that is available to you too. So envy is not really about having the same life circumstances of another person as it's about experiencing life the way that they do. I'm going to share that one more time. Envy is not about having the same life circumstances of another person as much as it's about experiencing life the way that they do. So all that you need to do to cure envy, so to speak, is just work towards the life of your dreams. Take action towards building it. Okay, most people think you need to have the life of your dreams to feel all the things. But just the pursuit of the life of your dreams is what makes you feel alive. So today, I don't have any envy. I don't have any envy at all. I still have incomplete goals, but I'm so excited because I'm working towards them. I feel very alive as I am working towards manifesting and creating and fulfilling those goals. So when you stay in envy, it does not get you anywhere, right? What gets you somewhere in life is noticing your envy without judgment, right? We all have envy at times, so just notice it and allow it to reveal what you're missing and then take the action to create whatever feeling or dynamic or lifestyle it is that you want to create, okay? So when you tune into your en- your envy, when you actually feel it, your envy becomes a clue to where you may not be in-, in alignment in your own life right now. So what if you felt envy and had like gratitude for it? Because you, you noticed, oh, I have envy right now. Okay, let me get curious about it. Let me be grateful for it. And let me see what it's helping me understand what I desire most in life right now. Right? That, is a great, that is a great clue that envy could be giving you if you allow it to give you that clue. And then you can just ask yourself, okay, now that I realize what I most want in my life because I had envy towards this person, how, what, can I, what can I do today to move closer to that? What decision can I make today? Now that I noticed that envy and I got curious about it and I allowed it to tell me what it is that I am desiring most in my life. So I want to break down some examples for you. If you're envious at someone who is in great shape, or maybe you really are envious at their appearance, their physical appearance, it could, simply, it could simply start by you asking yourself, well, how can I prioritize enhancing my own health or my own understanding of beauty for me? How can I, what actions can I take to start prioritizing that? Now that's just the base level of what you can do, but I want to take it on a deeper level for you. So if you have envy for someone who is in great shape or has or has an appearance that you're envy of, envious of, I want you to consider that it's not so much about that person's appearance that you envy, but it's more about how you think that they feel with their physical appearance. I'm going to repeat that one. So when you envy someone's appearance consider that it's not so much about their appearance that that you envy, but it's more about how you think they feel with their appearance. And I say think they feel because there have been so many people I've coached who have, on the outside, you think, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful, they're so gorgeous, they're glowing, but they have the same exact insecurities and struggles that everyone else goes through. So the physical appearance is not the solution to... You know, resolving feeling great about yourself. So, if you have envy towards someone's uh, appearance or maybe the the shape that their body is in, what do you think that they feel? What do you think that that person feels about themselves? Right? What do you think they feel that you also want to feel? That is a much more productive question to ask yourself than just questioning. You know them, or how they got their success, or feeling bad about it, and all those other things that don't really get you very far. So, what do you think they feel that you want to feel? Maybe it's confident. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's accepting or loving, or passionate. Because whatever it is, that's where you need to do your work. That's where you've got to recognize how to create that feeling for yourself. And in order to create a feeling, you don't have to change any circumstance or situation in your life. You don't have to change anything on the outside. All feelings are created from thoughts, okay? So what is it that you think they feel that you also want to feel? And then work on creating that by having thoughts that will produce that feeling for you. Now, if you're envious at someone for the relationship they're in or the love that they have in their life, the close relationships, whether it be intimate relationships or family relationships. Start by asking yourself, how can you prioritize enhancing relationships in your own life? What actions can you take? What decisions can you make to start enhancing the relationships in your own life? That's the base level work to do. Now, taking it to a deeper level because I know you're all ready for that. So if you have some kind of relationship envy, I want you to consider that instead of being envious of the person that someone else is in a relationship with, like, oh, I'm so jealous that this person gets to date that person. They are just so lucky they found that person. I'll never have that because I'm not with that person. I'm never going to have that person date me. I want you to consider that the thing you're envious of is not so much the person that they are in a relationship with. But really, the dynamic of the relationship itself. All right. So, consider that if you have envy that on the surface level feels like envy that someone is dating another person and they feel and it feels like they're unavailable to you, the thing that you're really envious of is the dynamic that you perceive their relationship to have the dynamic being the type of connection and the energy and the bond they have. So it could be, wow, I just I perceive them having such a loyal and passionate, fun relationship. Or it could be, I am envious because I just perceive them to have amazing sex and I don't feel like I'm having that right now. So all of those things, all of those things, the dynamic that you perceive them to have, all of that is available to you, right? So you don't need to have a particular person You don't need to have that one person that you're envious about to create that dynamic. You can co-create that dynamic with anyone. So again, if you're envious about someone's for their relationship that they're in with the person that they're with or any kind of just deep loving connection that you witness with other people, I want you to realize that you can co-create that dynamic with anyone. You don't need a particular person to create that All right. And then the other big area that people often have envy in, we talked about um, with with regards to appearance, and we also talked about with regards to love and relationships. The other area is about lifestyle. So if you're envious about someone who you see traveling a lot, or they're driving a nice car, they have nice things, they live a life of luxury. the, The first place to start is by asking yourself, how can you prioritize establishing a career or starting your own business where you can create that level of income. Because again, all of that is available to you. All of that is available to you, right? You can prioritize establishing a career or starting your own business where you can create that level of income. Now, you might think, well, not true. <laughs> Some people are just born into wealth or they just, they're with the right people at the right time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I want to challenge that and I want to talk about how money is created. Okay, so let's just Zoom out a little bit and understand how money is created. So, in order to understand how money is created, you must first understand where money comes from. So, money comes from like money coming into our life, it comes from other people, right? It comes from other people, it comes from our clients. So, when people give you money, they give you money because they are exchanging the money for value. So, now where does value come from? Value comes from your mind. Value comes from your mind. You are able to create value. Okay, so money comes from you giving value to people in the marketplace. It's so important to understand this as a coach and as an entrepreneur because all that money is is an exchange of value. Money comes from people who exchange that money for value and you're able to create value. There's no limit to the value that that, that you can create. So there's no cap to the money that you can earn. Okay, okay. So there's no limit to the value you can create, and therefore, because that is true, and therefore, there is no cap to the money that you can make. So all of the money that you desire, it is all available to you, okay? And if you're a coach or if you're an aspiring coach, I want you to remember that you have value to give, because sometimes you might question, do I really have value to offer? And Do I have anything worthy of sharing? You absolutely do. Every human being on the planet has value to give. And as a coach, you absolutely have value to offer. You are surrounded by people who could who could use your support. So I remember I would see these photos of people online who were just traveling all the time. And I realized that it was going to require more money to do that, to live that kind of lifestyle. And I wanted to live that that kind of lifestyle. And I absolutely did not want there to be a cap on what I could earn. So when I was working in other jobs before I became a coach, I knew that I did not want to climb up a corporate ladder and have all this envy the entire the entire way up hoping that one day I'd make it to the top and hoping I'd maybe set I'd be able to just settle with whatever salary I would end up with. That did not sound like a game that I wanted to play. I did not want to settle with whatever salary was just given to me. So I decided I wanted to become my own boss. I, I wanted to start my own coaching business. And we hear, I did that about seven years ago, and we hear a lot of coaches when they join the academy, they have a very similar story when they decide to enroll. They're they're looking to get out of the corporate ladder. They want to really create and produce the value that they feel called to contribute to the world and to society in their lifetime. And in the process of creating value, they're also able to receive much more money than they had in any other job because they have so much more power in their contribution. So I think that people really sit in envy because they they don't really think that it's possible for them to have the, the joy and the aliveness and the, the passion that they see other people have, but I want you to know that it is absolutely possible, and just believing that is the very first step to creating it. So you can listen to everything that I've shared about envy, but if in the back of your mind you think... Yeah, it's just not possible, right? That's the first step you've got to do. That's the work you've got to do with yourself is just allowing the possibility that everything that you see and that you envy, it's all available to you. Now, you might wonder, what do you do if someone else envies you, okay? Now, this can be tough because sometimes people that love us most might also envy us most. And we cannot control other people. So it's very important For you to understand and know how you're showing up even when other people do have envy towards you, whether they tell you it directly or if you just feel it because as we shared, envy is a cloaked emotion. So you might just feel that someone has envy for you and it might be uncomfortable. So the most important thing is for you to not shrink down for someone else's comfort. Okay? Do not shrink yourself down for someone else's comfort. Because when you do that, you deprive the world of seeing the fullest version of you. That's what happens when you play small. Now, listen, not everyone on this planet decides they want to grow. We all have the yearning and the need for growth, but not everyone follows through with it. So as coaches, you might be the outlier in your family or community. You might be the only coach that is a coach in your family. Usually we come, we coaches, we come from very different paths to this work. So it's so important that when you are sharing your gifts and your power as a coach, you do not become small for people who refuse to grow. Do not become small for people who refuse to grow. In other words, stop making yourself small so that someone else could feel big, okay? Because there's no valid reason to limit your contribution to make other people feel better about theirs. One of the rules that I have for my own life is that I refuse to shrink down for someone else's comfort. All right? Because when you shrink down, you don't add any value to the world. You don't serve anyone by diminishing yourself. What you end up doing is you deprive the world of really seeing just all it is you have to offer. So when you play full out, when you unapologetically share your story and express yourself, that is truly... The best thing that you can do, right? And you don't want to diminish that. I want to end by sharing one of my favorite quotes. It's by Marian Williamson. And she says, she says it so perfectly Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let our own lights shine, We unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. That's what I got for you today. Now, before you go, here's a clip from a short interview I did with one of our coaches in the academy. So enjoy their story and I will see you in the next
1: episode. My name's Austin. I first discovered coaching when my management consulting firm offered an executive coach to come in and be like a supplemental service for uh, all of the consultants. After I left that firm, I hired her personally and have been excited about making it my career journey ever since. I think what I was missing years ago in my career was a sense of fulfillment because I looked 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the line in uh, the industry that I worked in, and I didn't like what I saw in terms of what life looked like. And what was important in life to say, you know, the people at the top. So after my very first weekend of training with Riving Coach Academy, I enrolled my first client, my first paid client the very next day. Then I enrolled my second paid client later that week. Uh, It's been more demand typically than I can keep up with ever since. I I think a big shift that had to take place in my mind in order to finally enroll paid clients was to start trusting myself to really pursue this path. And then also to trust the knowledge and wisdom of Frank and and the academy that he's built and understanding that he has figured out how to build a thriving and an ethical coaching business that is valuable to everyone involved. A couple of months into the school, I opened up eight spots for consultations. And within one day, I had 10 people telling me that they were interested and signed up for those consultations. Everywhere I go in my life, I'm meeting people that I can help and like that's a very empowering feeling. I never would have believed how quickly not only I could raise my rates, but that I would have to raise my rates based on the demands that I received once I started putting myself and my coaching out there. I've raised my rate to a point where I am making 3 times the hourly rate that I used to make when I worked in corporate strategy in tech. Coming into the academy I had resistance around what it would actually look like to have consultations with potential clients and offer my services through my own courage and the trust that I have been able to place in the academy and the resources that Frank has developed and provided. I am finding so much unbelievable success in every consultation that I have. It's never felt easier to figure out how I can help someone and not even have to convince them of that, not even have to prove how I can help the people in my life who are coming to me looking for coaching. I mean, I never would have had it this quickly without the academy. I'm 25, and I first became interested in coaching at the age of 20. And the responses that I've gotten from people in my life when I share that interest has not always been necessarily understanding of how those two things would compute. But with Frank's training, it's helped me to understand that my age has nothing to do with my ability to coach. Uh, My coaching ability is based on factors that are intrinsic to my ability to connect with other human beings to listen powerfully to ask powerful questions and push people to do incredible things to hold ourselves back based on a factor like age that doesn't really determine how much value you can bring someone it's it's not a good idea to hold ourselves back i was doing it for too long and sometimes in my head i think oh i wish i started i wish i would have started earlier if you are considering thriving coach academy reach out when you like before you feel ready, like reach out when you feel like you need help to understand how this can be real for you, because it really can be. And I've never been happier now that it's becoming real and has been real for me. My greatest piece of advice for a new student entering the academy would be to be coachable. Because the more that we open our minds up to new mindsets and possibilities that may feel wonky, that may feel weird. All we have to do is be open to something that is perhaps different than what we've been doing. The coaches that I see who are coachable and really override a sense of ego of, well, I've already been a consultant. I know what I'm doing and I'm smart and I can do this by myself. We can all figure it out, but we only have so much time in which to make an impact in the world. And people who are coachable make the biggest strides in their learning, their development, and they make the biggest impacts now.
0: Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coaches' secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.